Guten Abend. Hier ist Gouda an Gouda. Ich bin Jerome Rolston. Hier auch Bob Gouda. Guten Abend, Bob. Guten Abend, Jerome. Wir haben Käse. Für, uh, there's too many umlauts in this. I can't, I can't pronounce this. All right, I'm lost. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make the first attempt to, pr to pronounce this. All right. Um, all right, so two umlauted U's in a row must be pronounced Fu-U-Tufel. I think it's Fu-U-Tufel. Yeah, jeez. Fu-U-Tufel. Fu-U-Tufel. Yeah, okay. It's a Swiss cheese. It's a Swiss Alpine-style cheese with a bunch of black and red pepper in it. And I'm a little bit worried that this particular sample has gone off despite the antimicrobial properties of black and red. bad. Yeah, it smells cauliflower-y. I want to get this out of the way. This has been kind of a You know, curse. it's interesting. Um, the question that I was never able to get an answer to is... How to pronounce this cheese? Um, no. But <clears throat> I've never been able to find an answer to the question of why... My refrigerator is making that noise. Why, when you burn a clutch... An organic clutch on a car, why does it smell the exact same as urine Met after you've metabolic. eaten? Yeah, after you've eaten asparagus. Is I've it? never been able to get an answer to that question. And on that same note, I've never been able to get an answer to the question why when cheese has gone past the point of no return, it smells like cauliflower. You're really uh really making this appetizing. Yeah, it's the asparagus urine of cheese. Thanks. Um Thanks. Furutufel. Um, yeah, this might be bad. This is also $20 a pound. Oh and I'm God. beginning to suspect this stuff is cursed because this is the stuff I left at the register last week. At Maybe they let it sit on the register for a week mm. and then they put it back on the shelf in the cooler and you grabbed it. It's possible. The pack date is, uh, you know, last week. So. Wouldn't it be funny if that was the same lump of cheese? I hope it's not. <clears throat> Let's, and let, let's let's just eat this and get this out of the way. I don't even want to delay. I'm worried okay. about this as it is. We got a nice palate cleanser afterwards. Sure, sure, sure. All right. So what well, it looks like is it, it's it, got, it looks like a nice cheese. It does. Sort of meaty, like a somewhat yellowish cheese. Red and black flecks all over the place. Lots of red and black pepper in this. Rind looks vaguely mimolette-ish. Might um, want to avoid that edge. I think there. this rind is. Uh, I think it's like the you know the non-cheese. Yeah, that that side of it looks like that's got a bit of that's, that's either going off or that something was iffy with the knife they were using. All right, so we've already covered the smell. It smells awful. It smells like this is a problem. Well, no, actually, smell it up close. The no, cauliflower not, smell kind of goes away. That's not bad. This is surprisingly oily looking. Yeah. Well, I don't know what Germans say when they're about to eat something dubious. So. Down the hotchin. Hans, mm -hmm. Kesa, ja. Mm -hmm. Red pepper, that pepper's right in front. Well, that's good. I'm still bracing for cauliflower. No, I don't think this has gone off. Okay, maybe the oil in it did? Interesting. It's actually quite tasty. Hmm. I'd like your opinion on sort of firm vegetable matter in cheeses. I don't mean herbs so much as I mean stuff um, like, like black peppers. I like it as stalks. long as it's... I like it as long as it's distributed evenly. Um, I really hate when there's like a whole peppercorn in there. You lose a filling. And you don't taste the pepper until you lose a filling on a whole peppercorn. 
this, the pepper is right in front. It's the first thing you taste, and then it kind of, the pepperiness kind of goes away, and and you're left with like this nice creamy kind of uh, cheese taste. And interesting that you paired it with the one that you did, because I think underneath the pepper, it tastes like a Havarti. Uh, this is supposedly some sort of Alpine-style stuff. Oh, yeah, Alpine-style? Okay. Yeah. We've been getting a lot of Alpine-style. Well, it's, style, it's from Switzerland. Yeah. Age three to four months. Raw cow's milk, spices, i.e. chili and black peppers, salt and animal enzymes. Fairly, straight, fairly simple as far as ingredients go. I kind of wish this was more complicated. I, I think... I think this is delicious. Do you? I mean... I mean, it's, I'm still relieved that it doesn't am, take, it's not having Yeah, that's the off. thing. Like, it's almost like I can't even smell that cauliflower smell anymore. It, it may simply have been oils in the bag or something. That yeah. Are, that's, uh, that's an interesting interesting little phenomena there. Well, I need to have another piece that is not simply covered by this sense of relief. It's not very complicated. Mm-mm. And I grow to appreciate that more and more. You'll need to back that up. Because... I think with lucid Hegelian dialectic, with your more inscrutable cheeses, there's been a few that we've had in the past few months that I've finished eating it, not figuring out what it was that I was tasting. Um, Puzzle cheese. Like this is, this tastes to me like a Havarti, like a red pepper Havarti. And I like Havarti's. And this, I realize this isn't a, a Havarti. I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't, um, I don't know much about or cheese. Or maybe I'm just not identifying it properly. But I like how the pepper, I like how the pepper taste is up front. And then it gives way to the cheese. And then once the cheese is gone, the pepper taste is still on your palate. So you've still got that nice warmth. The black pepper lingers. Yeah. The chili hits off. I, I kind of like that. It's a neat little trick that it's, it's there and then it's gone and then it's back again. Oh, I think that's kind of cool. I, um, I like how it looks. I like its ridiculous name. And the flaming cow logo. <laughs> the flaming cow logo that makes it makes you think that you're about to embark on some serious uh, some serious business. Um, this is not as serious a business as definitely not. One would uh... even like the like kind of whitish. I think dry that, sections there where it kind of looks like it's kind of... I think that's just knife. Could be, yeah. I'm wondering if it would be more economical to get the same effect by simply getting some basic pasteurized, cheap processed cheese and mixing in chili. Yeah, that's it. Pepper. The cheese itself is not special. No. It's, it's more of like a... It's more there to carry the flavor of the, of the pepper, which would lead me to say that it's not that special of a cheese, but I like what it does with the pepper. Um, it's very finely distributed through it. Um, it's uh, ground down enough that you're not, like, biting into pepper. It's not particularly hot. It's not particularly hot, and I can't really tell if it's... if the flavor of the pepper has penetrated the cheese or if it's just kind of being carried by it, but it's... Uh, well, he... There's a very low mean distance between peppers and the cheese. Yeah. So it's yeah. It doesn't really matter. And there's a lot of surface area of the pepper exposed in the cheese, so you would think that it would infuse the cheese very well, and I think it kind of does. I mean, 
too often with um, with vegetable matter infused cheeses, um, it doesn't really appear to affect the cheese. You know that it's in like it hasn't. The cheese has not taken on the flavor of the matter. Mm. And honestly, this is so well ground in that I can't even tell if, if that's the case. I think this. that's its best feature. Yeah. I mean, it's got that little trick, red red or chili pepper, cheese, black pepper taste. I consider this to be kind of the opportunity cost in this to be too high, though. Yeah, it, that is expensive for basically a... I didn't misread that, did I? Basically what could be a Yancey's Fancy Cheese with yep. um, with some pepper in it. But yep. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised because the, the smell that took over this whole kitchen as soon as you opened it is now gone. And that again, that may simply be this sample. I I, yeah. I have to assume it was. So <clears throat> I like that. I mean, I at that price, I wouldn't get it again. But it's an interesting cheese. It's good chili. It's something cheese. that I think you know. You could have a cheese plate where you'd want something like uh, you know, like a pepper jack for people who like a little bit of spice in their cheese. This is a more interesting option. It's also a more expensive option. You could probably buy ten times as much pepper jack for what this costs, but... This is better than pepper jack. I wish that the peppers, the jalapenos and pepper jack, were as evenly distributed through the cheese as this is. You're saying that this has Swiss precision in its exactly. grinding? It's, uh, it's Vorsprung Dutch technique, you know? Guys in suits with exactly. micrometers. Um, They're no, so I like that. That's a good pick. Um, it's all right. I mean, I'm not, it's not it's not, it's not blowing my mind, but considering what I was expecting, yeah, well, I feel pretty good about it. Well, as our uh, sort of cool down, I kind of like the juxtaposition of these two because the next one is the Costello Havarti Dill since 1893. Uh, it's really aged. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think it's this individual piece. Mm. It's probably not a cheese corvée. I, uh, but I'm like, a big fan of Havarti. I like the juxtaposition of these two, just the visuals on these, because yeah. the, the the umlaut cheese has, um, it's, you know, yellowish with the red and black, and this stuff's kind of a soothing green dill. Dill sits very, sits very uh, appealingly in food. You can always tell what it is, because it uh, it's distinctive. Yeah. It's got a distinctive look to it. Um, <clears throat> I've never been super into pickles. I used to hate pickles, and then I grew to just accept pickles. But the the flavor of dill, I've always enjoyed. Like, I've always liked dill dips. Have you had uh, any of the fancy pickles that there's a company in Buffalo making now? Yeah, actually, there's, a, there's really actually good. a farmer's market near here, around here, that sells um, what they call, like, one-day pickles. And um, just hunks of garlic right there. Garlic and dill right in the in the brine with the pickles, and they're just these little, very crisp pickles that are delicious. Um, How about dill potato chips? I love dill potato chips. All right. Like I said, I love the flavor of dill. Um, I've just never been super into pickles, which I realize that pickles do not own the flavor of dill. Dill is a thing you add to pickle brine to make pickles taste like dill. Um... And I just like the word dill. It is kind of a fun yeah, word. Yeah, it's a kind of a fun word. How about the label? What do you think about the label? The label, that's very classy. I like the Costello brand. Have we had Costello before? I, I don't believe so. Um, I took the liberty of adding a bunch of umlauts. I, so I, see, I see that. How do you pronounce an A with an umlaut over it? 
Kistelu Hiverti. So they kind of like schwa's things a little bit. With schwa's. You know that, that sort of upside down, backwards e that was the bane of everybody in pronunciation oh, yeah. classes. Yeah. Yeah. Or the a that's like an e. I don't know what the hell that thing is. Yeah, I forget what that's called. I should know that. But. Um, I'm guessing medium, because this is a Havarti, this white, is a dill, that this is going to be delicious. Because Havarti is actually one of the, I think, most versatile cheeses out there. You can do a lot of things with Havarti, because Havarti is very agreeable. Well, if it is, it's cheap cheap agreeable, because this is 10 bucks a pound. Oh, I think we're in something special here. Smell like dill. Smells like dill, to no one's surprise. This is a big hunk, too. This is like the smallest chunk they had. And it is, what do we got? It's half a pound, minimum. I mean, I guess if you're selling it for 10 bucks a pound, you're not really going to be selling out dollar shavings of it. But Very creamy. Very dill straight through. You know what dill, you know what this flavor always reminds me of and what this cheese instantly reminded me of as soon as I put it in my mouth was um, the scratch and sniff stickers. <laughs> with the pickle on Excuse them. me? Um, Lisa? Yeah? Uh, I'm sorry. I don't know who Lisa is. Uh, Cheese Louise? Yeah. Do they still make scratch and sniff stickers? Louise you know, is, for the kids? Louise has been known to do some teaching. Yeah. You ever I smell the pickle one? What's that? You ever smell a pickle scratch and sniff sticker? All right, well, I have the cheese version of that. Stand by, I'll be right there. This tastes like fairly fresh dill, too. I've had some uh, some dill cheese and dill snacks, to which I generally am referring to potato chips. Uh, and it's been, you know, it's like you, they get the dill, but it's kind of this muted note. This is fairly, fairly fresh tasting, which is kind of impressive to me, given that it's been sitting in a block of cheese for a while. I don't entirely understand the idea behind yeah. vegetable and milk as far as this goes, but it does work well. Cheese Louise agrees. Is it taking her back to her earlier youth? Uh, nobody seems to get the scratch and sniff sticker thing except for me, but there was a specific pickle scratch and sniff sticker that had some clever pickle-related pun, like uh, dill-icious or something like that. Mm. Um but that, that flavor of dill is just so bright. It's bright and springy. Good cheese for this kind of year. Sitting on the porch, wondering if you're going to be able to mow the lawn because it rained again last night. I'm never going to be able to mow my lawn. It's pretty wet here. Maybe you should plant some dill. Lisa's going, or uh, cheese is going to, she's going to grow some dill. All right. I got to find out what the pickle-related pun on the sticker was. This is really straightforward. There is not a lot to yeah, this. Yeah, delightful. Ah. Yeah. Clearly. They should stamp that right into the blocks of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Or they should have just licensed that in. Or register it as a service mark. Anyway. That mild. exactly the sticker right there. Okay. Mild and creamy with the subtle tang of aromatic dill. This is not subtle. Continuing my war on imprecise no, marketing coffee. Not subtle, and I am glad. No, like if you're gonna, if you're gonna make a flavor go hard in the paint in a cheese, dill is the flavor to do. That's I like everything about this. Other than eating, I want to put this on a. I want to put this on a 
I'm going to thinly slice this and put this on like a, a Cuban sandwich, even though Cuban sandwiches don't feature cheese. Something with pork. Some kind of mm. like thin sliced pork sandwich with this cheese and a little bit of, uh, and a little bit of kind of spicy mustard. Well, yeah. I got about three pounds of pork and some spicy mustard oh. sitting at home for the weekend. Well, so I'll make maybe some, I should um, take some of this and yeah, see how it goes. Absolutely. I am a huge advocate of uh, cheese on meat, like the Earl of Sandwich. Mm. I, it's going to be weird being from Sandwich. It'd be like, you know, hailing from the town of Pizza, or the, perhaps the, uh, the Duchy of Croissant, you know? I just like, think it's a little audacious that the Earl of Sandwich was like, I'm going to put some fucking, I'm put this meat in between these two slices of bread and I'm going to eat it. And then he's going to be like, I invented the sandwich. Like, nobody else has ever thought of that. So audacious. And that's what he was most known for. Oh, well, that's Earl how you get to be a sandwich. If you're an Earl, you know, you got a certain amount of... Yeah. I bet he stole the idea from one of his... Uh, you know, it's not like you're the yeoman of sandwich. Of servants. Or perhaps the cupbearer of sandwich. This is terrific. Though. The gate guard of sandwich. I would eat this on anything. Anything. I don't Put know. Some crackers. It's one of those things. I gotta be fairly specific. I need something else with the dill. I can have a few pieces of this, but eventually I'm gonna want something that's sweeter. You know what I would I think would really brighten this up is um, a little bit of citrus. Yeah. You know, like if there was just a little bit of lemon in that with the dill, dust so it, it with like some lemon nice, zest. Or yeah, something. like a lemon uh, a lemon dill flavor that would be be very bright. Very. We should write to Costello. You know, I think they've got... I think they nailed it for what they were shooting for. It's a dill Havarti. It's good. It's it cheap. is quintessentially dill. It is quintessentially Havarti. And uh, the flavors work very well together. Now, they have a scale <clears throat> on the label that states that this is mild. Two mm. of five. I'm, I find the idea of an intense Havarti somewhat confounding. That's what I love about Havarti is it's never intense. No, Havarti's the guest that shows up with a good, something good for the party, yeah. makes himself friendly and companionable, yes. doesn't drink too much, maybe cleans up a little bit on the way out, and heads out before your party's supposed to be quite over. Good party guest. Yep. Havarti comes in a variety of flavors, too. There are, well, you could have a Havarti, there are dozens of them. You could have a Havarti party. Oh my god, you are so good. And if it's fancy, ideas. if it's fancy, it would be an arty Havarti party. Hell yeah. You know, it's weird. I don't know what it was that they made those scratch and sniff stickers out of. Probably not really. I have found, like, a sticker book from my childhood. And those scratch and sniff stickers still smelled like what they were supposed to. It is interesting to me how many of your opinions of cheese have a lot, a great deal to do with your youth. Well, and the random because I stopped aging. thereof. I stopped uh, aging on a psychological and emotional level mm. fairly early. Um, and my childhood was very cheesy. We ate a lot of cheese. We liked cheese. Um, you know, we never had a huge variety of cheese. I think the fanciest thing that we would get would be around New Year's. We'd get some blocks of, like, you know, Topps cheddar or something like that. But, <clears throat> you know... Flavor and smell could be the most evocative of the senses. You know, you can you can hear 
hear the voice of somebody from your childhood or you can hear a song from your childhood and it's not going to be as uh you know evocative to the memory as a scent or a a smell smell your your grandmother's garden precisely yeah. or there's like the smell of the coffee in my grandmother's kitchen because my grandmother made black motor oil like coffee i mean it was just thick and rich and tasted burnt and it was strong and like if i were to smell that coffee and like uh you know a room full of cigarette smoke I could be back in my grandmother's kitchen because that was what it's, it was just a room full of people smoking and drinking coffee and playing cards and laughing, playing cards for like big jars full of pennies. So it's like that kind of got that clink noise, kind of clink and the coppery smell of like filthy pennies and shit. And it's like, you know, it's, that's the kind of thing that, you know, it's like when you taste something that, that reminds you of like the first time you, encountered that particular flavor or smell it's very evocative so it's like you know in any kind of food thing the first thing that i'm gonna go to is something from my childhood because uh you know a flavor like uh dill or something like that well dill's definitely kind of a childhood that's the thing i didn't like pickles when i was a kid so the only the only uh you know dill i encountered was in the form of the delicious uh, scratch and sniff sticker, which is a thing that they used to give you if you did literally anything when you were a child. My uh, relationship with cheese as a child is a little bit different, I think. Okay. I'm not a big fan of, like, your sort of cheeseburger with the Kraft Single or cheese product on it. And uh, my father, as you know, yeah. likes really formidably stinky Yeah, cheeses. I could only imagine and the so, types of cheeses inflicted on be, your family. Well, no, no, no. He wouldn't inflict them on the family, <laughs> but they'd be in the cheese drawer. Sure. And, I, you know, I, no matter how hungry I'd be looking for a snack, I'm a big family, you know, there's not going to sure. be a lot of snack food left. You gotta eat when you can eat. Even I didn't go into the cheese drawer. Because I'm not going to... It's got a built-in up. security system. It does. It does. And that security system is called blue... Smells awful. It's called blue cheese. Yeah. I think the most approachable thing he had in there was probably Red Dragon. Really? Going that far back? I think so. And that's good. Wow. But I don't know if that's good for like an eight-year-old. That's the thing. Like some flavors you don't start to really appreciate until you're an adult. And... Um, I feel like mustard might be one of those, but it depends on... I, I differ there because of my youth. Really? My great-aunt, who was sort of your stereotypical New England uh, maiden aunt, mm. she lived on Church Street next to the church and woke up at 5 o'clock every morning and went to sleep at 7 at night after a double martini of Gordon's Gin. Nice. And it was all you could do to leave her house without an extra pound and a half of baked goods socked away somewhere nice. in your car. She baked wonderful stuff. Nice. And every time we visited, we had ham. And every time we had ham, she'd get out the Nancy's mustard. Okay. And to this day, that Nancy's. is my gold standard. Oh, it's wonderful stuff. Hot, creamy mustard. It's mm. wonderful stuff. When I met my brother-in-law, I found out he liked it. That was like a good gold That's star. In there. Well, or perhaps a pickle sticker on his on his rating right there. It's good stuff. Nice. Anyway, I think I may have wandered a little far afield here from well, the no, subject of dill and umlaut cheese. That's what we do here, but I... Uh... But that's the thing about food, and that's why, that's why food is uh, food is people. Food is one of the few. You know, a few food is one of the few things on earth I think is worth even talking about. It's certainly a prerequisite for talking. 
Like, it's, you know, it's, uh, well, I'm at a loss for words on that, but, you know, it's, Ooh, uh, it's a food. thing where, you know, uh, you remember the great meals that you've had and, uh, and who you had them with, and, uh, there's just something about taste and, uh, and that kind of, the smell of food that never really, it kind of imprints itself on your brain, and, uh... As opposed to, say, injecting itself directly into your brain, as correct. some of the cheeses we've had do. Correct. They're a little more insistent. Um... Two good cheeses, though going back to the, uh, for you, for Tiffidal, after the Havarti, um, was a bit disappointing because the, the dill flavor in the Havarti is so nuanced and, and well integrated that it kind of makes the for you, for you, taste a little, a little brash, you know, it's like, the other one, it's like, you know, pepper, no pepper, pepper's back. The dill, it's like creamy dill all the way through. It's like a smooth, cool dill dip in cheese form. Um, I still like them both, though, and I'm really glad that smell went away. We don't even need this bag that I took out to bag up as soon as we tasted it. Because it smells fine now. Yep. That's interesting. Maybe that's its trick. <laughs> smells awful, it's but only for like a, like a minute. I hope you know. Not. I'm just assuming this cheese is cursed. <clears throat> I'll put that on crackers this weekend, and I'll eat it. Um, Chili? Mm-hmm. It's not really chilly weather. Yeah. Right? Well, the thing is, I don't think... I think if you put that into chili and melted it, you would lose the flavor of the pepper in in the chili with the rest of the peppery flavors, and then you would just have a relatively unspectacular cheese swimming around in there. Not unspectacular is bad, but... Just not especially notable. Um, the pepper was the beginning and end of the flavor in that cheese. Whereas the Havarti has that nice kind of... Smooth all the way kind through. kind of smooth Havarti tang to it. All the way through. Always very good. Um, honestly, we could do a Havarti a week, and I would be perfectly happy well, with Well, there's that. a bunch of others from Costello. Sure there is. If you can do Havarti right, which uh, I don't know how hard that is, you got a winner. So, barring any uh, additional thoughts, that's uh, episode thirty-three of it's episode thirty-three. Gouda on Gouda. Of Gouda on Gouda. Well, if you got the umlauts in there, it's Gouda von Gouda. Gouda von Gouda. Gouda. For you, Tufo. There you go. That's probably the best pronunciation we've had all night. You should end it right now yeah. before we mess it up anymore. We wish you the joy of the fur 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 fur.